to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't Across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to your source for common sense conservatism. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I'm Wendy. I'm delighted you're here. I'm a mom. I don't lie. I work hard. I tell the truth. I love America. I will do anything to protect my family. And if you sign on to the same philosophy which ain't complicated, you've come to the right place. Got a great show for you today, as always. Wendy Bell Radio Network app, if you'd like to follow along the live stream. Wendy Bell Radio is what you search to get the podcast. It's so nice and convenient. Take it with you where you go. It's just nice. And you feel like you're home here. And that's what we like. We like you being at the table with us. So if you're new, welcome aboard. Hope you come back tomorrow as well. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, I was trying to think about what today's theme was going to be. And it's hard when you wake up and it's Groundhog Day every day, isn't it? When it's the same story, the same handling of it, the same idiotic lies... The same feckless disregard for truth. And the players involved are so used to lying and getting away with it that long ago they stopped trying to even make it interesting. They will lie to your face. We watch Corrine Jean-Pierre do it every single day. Her freshman teammate, Quentin Folks, the new guy who's the mouthpiece of the Biden re-election strategy. Bad guy to have because nobody is buying what these people are selling. And it reminds me of that one church segment. What was this? I think 2014. I think this is 10 years ago. Barack Obama, then President Obama's pastor, if you will, his spiritual guide, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, said it oh so beautifully. And I'm going to use his words because I do believe that is what we are experiencing, friends. Listen. And now we are indignant because the stuff we have done overseas is now brought right back into our own front yards. <laughs> America's chickens are coming home to roost. Well, I do agree with the Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Different reasons, different backgrounds there, but I totally agree. All of these chickens are coming home to roost, ladies and gentlemen. And I think more Americans are seeing 
are awakening, are getting off of cruise control, off the autopilot, taking control of their own ride, and they're seeing and hearing the same garbage every single day. So what I decided to do just literally 15 minutes ago, got a cup of coffee, sat down with my pen, took the first page of my rundown of today's show, and I just started scribbling. And I just scribbled until I ran out of space. And literally, there's nowhere left to scribble. And I was thinking about, well, what have they, what have they told us lies about? I, I think it would be a very boring show if we did something about how they've told us the truth. Because we'd be like, okay, I got nothing. Let's go over a few of the things as today's show unfolds. We have the Supreme Court ruling that the Biden administration can continue welcoming this illegal invasion at the southern border, can cut through the fencing, probably dismantle the buoys that Texas has put into the Rio Grande to dissuade people from making that trek across the water and potentially drowning, and how many have. You've got that cooking on one burner, the chickens coming home to roost over there, right? You've got some chickens over here in Fannie Willis's pot, not looking good for her, as the scorned wife of her alleged lover is not too happy that her soon-to-be ex-husband has been dipping into the well of the family finances while holding back the $700,000 that he got paid by Fannie Willis to then go wine and dine her and take her around the world. And a judge yesterday decided that that divorce hearing is going to be public and Fannie Willis is going to be called to testify. Bubbling over there, that chicken over on that pot. And there are, there are others. But so I just want to get to my sketch. Let's talk about the things they've lied about, because it's extensive. Everything, obviously, about January 6th. Everything about Donald Trump's speech being a call to action. To get people to go over and invade the Capitol. Right? Twitter taking down his video, telling people to go home. Video of the Capitol Police escorting Jacob Chansley around. They didn't want him to see it. They put him in solitary for 11 months for that, ladies and gentlemen, before Tucker Carlson put it out as his last video before he got sacked. Hundreds of undercover agents inside and outside the Capitol that day. Hmm. Ray Epps, everything about that dude. How about the Capitol Police officer, Harry Dunn, alleging racial slurs were hurled at him? Everything about that. Terrible. How about the pipe bombs being an inside job? How about the January 6th committee deleting terabytes of information and more than 100 encrypted documents days before House Republicans were to take over control? Scrubbing all of the videos, of course, but not before Fannie Willis got her eyes on them. Of course, then you've got Cassidy Hutchinson, one of the star witnesses, saying Donald Trump did this or that, that he didn't. And then going back months later to amend her testimony. Didn't want you to think that we knew. How about this? Lying about the UK. How about lying about the Ukrainian biolabs? The whole reason. The predicate of war. In addition to other things, what's going on, Vladimir Putin said, on the border with Ukraine? What are you guys doing? Those aren't biolabs, really? Of course they were. How about everything about COVID, the virus, the danger? How many deaths? They changed how deaths were reported on the death certificates. Why do you do that? Because you're trying to lie and control the narrative. How about the laptop? 
51 former Intel officials, Hillary's private server, the bleach bit, the hammered phones. What difference does it make? The vaccine hiding the trial results for 75 years or the DMED data showing the vaccine injuries among our military and then going back and lying and saying those elevated numbers were just a glitch. How about everything having to do with our elections? Why so many cities stopped counting at the same time those lost chain of custody logs, corrupted machines, compensated elections workers, everything that E. Jean Carroll has said, that dress that she said she was wearing a la Monica Lewinsky that wasn't made until after the alleged sexual assault happened. I hate that. Everything having to do with the Dobbs decision. We have no idea who it is. Scooby and Shaggy could figure it out. The White House cocaine mystery. How about the jobs numbers that they inflated to, to, you know, beat the drama of how great this economy is, only to go back a la Cassidy Hutchinson and change the data. How about everything about the border? The cover-up of the FTX scandal. Sam Bankman-Fried. Of course, he was the second largest Democrat fundraiser and donor behind George Soros. How about the transgender agenda being healthcare garbage? All the lies about inflation, not even being able to describe it, Janet Yellen. Gas prices draining the strategic petroleum reserve. How about lies about Afghanistan's withdrawal? How about them not saying anything about the two dead Navy SEALs that were trying to inter- intercept weapons heading to Yemen? How about everything climate change? How about East Palestine and Lahaina, hoping we're going to forget? The National Archives working in conjunction with the Biden administration. How about Joe Biden's document scandal? What about all those things? How about Hunter Biden's tip-off to the storage facility? Better get rid of it now. Clean it up. How about all things about the Biden crime family syndicate that we're not supposed to talk about? How about the four indictments, the two impeachments, Russian collusion, demonizing the unvaccinated and trying to create a race war. Can you tell me one way, one way your life is better today with Joe Biden or Democrats in charge? Just one. I can't. And this I scribbled in 10 minutes. Can you imagine if I actually put my mind to it? We would be here until next Thursday. And these are the people who get up every day and they lie to the media and the media report it. They lie to our faces on television. They lie under oath. They perjure themselves with abandon when they're called to testify if they even decide to show up. All the while, we have an alleged president who has been away more than he's been present. And I just don't mean physically. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your chickens coming home to roost. But something exciting is going on, and the left can't stand it. And it's going on in New Hampshire as we speak. And we're going to walk through it. Even NBC forced to say the quiet part out loud. And it is fantastic. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so we know the big story today, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, the primary. Okay, what are we expecting? Well, basically, if you can't win New Hampshire, if Nikki Haley can't pull out something miraculous here, 
sister's toast, all right? And she can play the brown person card. She can play the high heels card. Uh, It's tiresome. It's um, lame. We're all done. We want our country back. And we're looking at what what is the fastest track to that? Is it Nikki Haley? Or is it Donald Trump? Well, you know how I feel. Steve Kornacki, NBC, the national news correspondent. He's going to tell us about some new numbers that have come out. All right. And these numbers show something really odd going on in New Hampshire vis-a-vis Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. Apparently, Trump is defying a modern rule there. I didn't know that there was a rule, but there is. And it has to do with the independence. All right. Usually, I guess, if in New Hampshire, historically speaking, if you win the independence, you win the primary. Uh, Not happening, apparently. I got three audio sound bites for you. I want you to hear them all. He begins talking about where Trump is in general overall. All voters. Looks like he's up 19 over Nikki Haley. Here's Steve Kornacki. Go. Well, the big variable in New Hampshire is the presence of independent voters and the presence of them in very big numbers. That's clearly what Haley's counting on if she's going to make any kind of a surprise and, and win this state tomorrow night, because the polling generally looks something like this. This is the brand new uh, NBC 10 Suffolk poll from New Hampshire out this morning. Trump 57, Haley 38. This one taken without Ron DeSantis dropping out yesterday. So a 19 point lead there for the former president. And I think if you look in Inside this poll, it kind of tells the story of what Haley's up against and what she's going to have to show in the next 24 hours that she has yet to show. Okay, so she's got she's got a lot going on. She's got a lot of ground to cover. Is she going to be able to pull this off? Well, Steve Kornacki is going to dig into the next dive here. How far how far ahead of the pack is Donald Trump over Nikki Haley when it comes to Republicans? If I said to you 54 points, would you be surprised? Because that is the number. Listen. It's this. This poll overall has Trump ahead by 19 points. But look, among those who say they are Republicans, Trump leads by 54, 76 to 22. And among those who say they're independent, Haley's doing really, really well. Remember, in Iowa, she actually lost barely, but she did lose the independent vote to Trump. She was strong with independence relative to everyone else, but she lost it in this poll in New Hampshire. And these numbers will bounce around poll to poll because the subsamples are pretty small. But this generally gives you a sense of the divide that's shaping up here. She's doing great among independents, but she is getting absolutely swamped among Republicans. And you put those two groups together, those numbers together, and it adds up to Trump with a nearly 20 point advantage in this poll. Yeah, it does not look good, Nikki. I mean, I know that you you wanted to, but with the final in, this might be the final knockout blow here. Steve Kornacki from NBC News says the modern rule in these primaries is going to be absolutely obliterated by Donald Trump. What's going on? Listen. The modern rule in Republican primaries in New Hampshire has been if you can win the independent vote, you'll win the primary. The independents, look at this, in 2016, the last time around, they made up 42 percent of the Republican electorate in New Hampshire. Trump won them. Trump won the state. 2012, no Democratic race. 
So a lot more independents gravitated to the Republican side. Forty five percent of the Republican electorate was independent. Romney won them. Romney won the state. McCain in 2008, it was 37 percent. Independents won the state. And McCain, by the way, in 2000, when he beat George W. Bush, 61 percent of the independent vote. That's how he won the state. So Haley is getting good numbers with independents, but she's going to have to get out of this world numbers with them, and she's going to have to do better than these polls are indicating with core Republicans, where the numbers just aren't going to add up for her in New Hampshire. And Anna, if they don't add up for her in New Hampshire, it's hard to find a state where they possibly could. Wow. That is just a blistering analysis of what the data suggests so far. Who knows what's going to happen today in the primary in New Hampshire? God bless everybody who's going there to do the job. We appreciate that. Of course. I want you to think about this. And I've said this so many times. Who else, who else quickly can stop the destruction of the United States and that we have to wait another year, honestly, to the day? A year from now is going to be the inauguration of the next president. We have to wait nearly 356 more days in order for any of this nonsense to stop 356 more days of people coming across the border in droves 356 more days of fentanyl and other drugs killing our people in droves 356 more days of lies of high school musical of uh, useless endless wars That's the part that gets me angry and that Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott or anybody else for that matter ever thought they had either the mental acumen, the political fortitude, the knowledge to do any of this, to change any of this, to improve anything for these United States to me is laughable that they listened to the wrong people. This was never anybody else's time. This is the time for MAGA. And if you're a leftist and that makes me angry, it makes you angry to hear that. Absolutely fantastic. This is our time. We will choose our leader. We will fix this country together. And we will fight and we will win, period. That is how I feel today. And so all these stories of things going sideways for dark, dirty, corrupt people in the swamp. People whose egos have gotten away with them. It gives me great joy to read every single one of the sordid details. We want justice. That's different than revenge. Justice must return to our shores. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, Supreme Court, what the heck are they doing opening up the border, letting Joe Biden's people be the tour guides next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So we got to talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. Big things happening overnight. My goodness, I don't know why Amy Coney Barrett decided to vote for this, but I guess there's going to be a reason. Supreme Court has ruled the Biden administration can continue to do what it does, cut the holes in the razor wire at the fence, 
or rather at the at the border and just let that steady stream the alien invasion continue i i don't get it do you get it i don't there's got to be a reason and that's not because amy cody barrett all of a sudden thought you know what i want to vote with all the other girls john roberts (laughs) sonia sotomayor come on that was funny (laughs) Uh, elena kagan katanji brown jackson right so let's get to the story here. Let's see the, nit- the nitty-gritty of it. I found a good article. This is from the Epic Times. And I want to read this to you. So here's your headline. Supreme Court allows federal government to remove Texas border wire. The high court issued a 5-4 to four vote yesterday. Of course, my phone blew up. I think everybody was like, what the heck is going on? Now, I don't know why Amy Coney Barrett would vote this way. There's got to be a reason. Here's the story. The Supreme Court voted five to four to allow U.S. Border Patrol agents to remove razor wire that was set up along the U.S.-Mexico border by Texas Governor Greg Abbott while a legal challenge plays out. So there's more wrangling that's going to be going on. Right now, they got to give access to Biden's Border Patrol agents. But you're going to hear something intriguing in this article. In a brief order... The high court vacated a ruling issued in mid-December of last year by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh voted to deny the application to vacate that lower court injunction, which would have prevented Border Patrol agents from removing the barrier. Now, if we just stop right there, why would Border Patrol agents want to remove the barrier why would border patrol agents want to help migrants illegally enter these united states it's all obviously purposeful it's all calculated it's all scripted Chief Justice John Roberts, along with Justices Amy Coney Barrett, Katanji Brown-Jackson, Elena Kagan, Sonia Sotomayor, sided with the Biden administration. No one provided an explanation for their vote. That's curious. There's usually somebody who says something. There's a, uh, a dissenting opinion, and then there's the favorited p- opinion, whatever the hell they call it. The order represents a win for President Joe Biden's administration, which has struggled to curb illegal immigration into the United States since he took office in 2021. That's not true. That's factually incorrect. I will, in real time, fact check this story. They haven't struggled to curb illegal immigration. They've struggled to point fingers every which way away from themselves while ushering in a wave of humanity to dilute this country with foreign invaders that's exactly what it is let me get up to the top of this article hey jack phillips i'm talking to you you wrote this they weren't struggling to curb crap they're struggling to get everybody in as quickly as possible the order represents a win for president joe biden's administration struggled to curb illegal immigration into the united states since he took office in 2021 amid an ongoing battle with mr abbott a republican 
over the border. The administration had filed an emergency request to the Supreme Court, argued that Texas was blocking federal agents from carrying out their duties. What is your duty as a Border Patrol agent if not to secure the border? Well, under Joe Biden's administration, they are acting as liaison. They are travel advisors. They are working just like the cartels, just like the smugglers, just like the people who've managed to lose 85,000 undocumented alien children. Right? Where'd they go? I don't know. Hey, Earl, Earl, get in here. You know, look, we can lose a couple, but 85,000? What do we what do we say? Ah, blame Congress. All right. And then climate change. Okay. And then Mexico. Okay. That is your administration. Border patrol agents are not there to secure the border. Border patrol agents are used to are uh, to act as basic travel agents. And where would you like to go, Mr. Sanchez? Mhm. Oh yes, that's very beautiful in the summer. That's go. Okay, yes. And how about you? Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Let's get you there. Uh, no ID needed. We don't need to know who you are. Not vaccinated. That's fine. Uh, let's just go. Everybody good? And we're off. That is the situation at the border for what we see. The court's temporary ruling allows Biden to continue his illegal effort to aid the foreign invasion of America, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said. The destruction of Texas's border barriers will not help enforce the law or keep American citizens safe, he said in a post on X. This fight is not over, and I look forward to defending our state's sovereignty. They are setting up a civil war at our southern border. That is what this is. You are going to pit the Biden administration agents, who are Customs and Border Patrol officials, against the military that is Texas. And you're going to get these two groups going together in a civil war to, of course, accompany the war in the Middle East, right? The war in Ukraine, wars bubbling elsewhere, conflicts with Iran, conflicts with China. Other than that, I'm telling you what, build back better. It's awesome. In arguments to the high court, Biden administration lawyers claimed that the barrier prevented agents from reaching illegal immigrants who had already entered the United States. However, lawyers for the state of Texas have said that Washington has not been able to secure the border as Mr. Abbott's administration set up razor wire fencing under the Operation Lone Star plan. Of course, Biden administration is saying, well, your razor wire is preventing us from doing our job, which is to get these people in as fast as possible. Beat it, right? Like other law enforcement officers, Border Patrol agents operating under difficult circumstances at the border must make context dependent, sometimes split second decisions about how to enforce federal immigration laws while maintaining public safety. The solicitor general, some lady named Elizabeth Prelogar, wrote to the Supreme Court. But this injunction prohibits agents from passing through or moving physical obstacles erected by the state. Code for we got to get these people in. Your wire, your boys prevent us from doing that. All these people want to do. By the way, isn't the number one job of of border agents to protect the border, to enforce the actual law, to route people the legal way to enter this country? Of course. 
And we can get lost in the shuffle of stupid, uh, you know, lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera. It comes down to this. We believe in security. We believe in vetting the people who are coming across. We believe that after we were shut down for a freaking year, and millions of Americans were forced to, against their will, get a stupid shot that the FDA and Fauci and everybody else knew was deadly. These people get to waltz in and you're expected to pay for them. And Amy Coney Barrett, for some reason, decided to vote for that. John Roberts is a lost cause. Release the travel logs. That's all I'm going to say. Now, I also want to read you this because this is an interesting little sidebar. This is an article from Breitbart. Actually, no, let me do this one. This one is very, very upsetting. Remember the story we were talking about from last week where three migrants drowned crossing the Rio Grande? It was a woman and two children. And it was suggested that because Greg Abbott and his Texas military have taken over control of this 46-acre park where a lot of these illegals are crossing. These are in-between checkpoints. Texas officials said, this is enough. We're taking over. Border Patrol, get out. We're in charge. The Biden administration lied and said those migrants died because the military, the people in Texas, prevented the Customs and Border Patrol agents from doing their jobs. Oh, well, that's come around now Shh, quietly. They're going to say, no, actually, that didn't happen. But we did splash some headlines. We did have Corrine Jean-Pierre utter those words. We did spread the lie out there. Supreme Court allows Biden admin to remove Texas border wire. Blah, blah, blah. Justices said, yada, yada. The Department of Homeland Security asked the justices in emergency application in early January to freeze the order, arguing the wire prevents agents from accessing the very border they're charged with patrolling. And the individuals they are charged with apprehending and inspecting. There is no patrolling. There is no apprehending and inspecting. While the application was pending in the Supreme Court, the Texas Department of Public Safety took control. It's called Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, Texas, prompting the administration to respond in a court filing alleging that the Border Patrol had been cut off from accessing the border near the park. Texas Solicitor General blah, blah, blah argued in a response that the administration lacked an on-the-ground understanding of the situation. Now, the Biden administration later claimed Texas authorities had prevented Border Patrol from providing emergency assistance to three drowning migrants, though the Department of Justice's court filing noted state authorities did not know about the migrants until after they died. Look, you're playing reindeer games at the border with real lives. The Biden administration is lying to your faces, only to go back later in a court filing and somewhere buried in page 74 say, no, actually, the Texas folks didn't know about this. We lied about that, but damage is done, so whatevs. We're going to move on. Every single day, people coming to this country because they believe the border is open, because it is. They're sending their children 
who are being preyed upon by dark and disgusting evil. And when they get here, they are either lost and we have a government that doesn't care to find them or they are sold into servitude. Now, Kamala Harris, is that humane? Is that the root cause? Right. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio Network, we're going to talk about Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Oh, he's ticked. And he hasn't even begun to fight. It is an all-out war now. Next, on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So kind of interesting, Brock and I have been kicking around this idea that there is more to Katanji, not Katanji Brown, Amy Coney Barrett's vote. Isn't it a shame that the Supreme Court, the chief justices of the Supreme Court, I've written off and wrote off years ago, John Roberts. Dude has not been a Republican in forever. I don't know what they've got on him, but it can only feel like it's pretty big, right? So I'm not surprised by his vote at all. Amy Coney Barrett, I'm going to go with yeah. So there's got to be, there's got to be some reason, some benefit, something down the pike that is going to benefit us from this ruling. And so our friend Rogan O'Hanley, he is a lawyer. He is a Trump insider. He's a great guy. He goes by the name DC Drano on Twitter. He says, possible silver lining to this. The decision could help us once Trump is back into office. Federal supremacy over immigration law means sanctuary cities and blue states can't keep illegals when Trump starts mass deportations in 2025. Well, now that makes you feel a little bit better, does it not? It does. I want to read you something that I thought was very interesting. And this is from Ken Paxton, obviously the attorney general. This fight is not over, he said, from Texas. Ken Paxton vows to defy Supreme Court ruling on razor wire at the southern border. You know, it's one thing to have nine people in in black robes inside the confines of a building. Hundreds, thousands of miles away from issues that they're forced to rule upon. It's another thing when it's your neighbors whose land is being trampled. When it's your community where people are murdered by illegal criminals, where innocent men, women, and children are killed in DUI crashes with previously deported illegal aliens behind the wheel. It's an entirely different thing when it's your community. And it sounds like the officials in Texas are not going to roll over on this. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, Monday night, vowed to defy the Supreme Court's ruling on razor wire at the southern border. In a five to four vote, yada, yada, this is the ninth time that the Supreme Court has sided with the Biden regime out of 14 emergency applications that they've put forward to facilitate the inflow, the swarming, the flood, whatever you want to call it, of humanity. Nine times. Ken Paxton hit back, vowed to defend Texas's sovereignty. Quote, 
The Supreme Court's temporary order allows Biden to continue his illegal effort to aid the foreign invasion of America. This is all so purposeful. And then we sit here and we play this game with the media. Is the border secure? Yes, the border is secure. Is the border secure? Well, you'll have to ask Congress. It's their fault. It's such childish nonsense. The Supreme Court's temporary order, he says, allows Biden to continue this illegal effort to aid foreign invasion of America. The destruction of Texas's border barriers will not help enforce the law or keep American citizens safe. This fight is not over, and I look forward to defending our state sovereignty. Greg Abbott previously installed about 30 miles of razor wire at the Texas-Mexico border near Eagle Pass to stop the flood of illegal aliens being let in by the Biden administration. In October, Ken Paxton filed a lawsuit against the Biden regime regarding their cutting of razor wire. And he he's right. It's also interesting how Customs and Border Patrol agents have been seen putting rope on the hitch of a pickup truck and putting the rope in the Rio Grande to help people cross, pull them out of the water, come across. We'll do whatever we can. Can you imagine if for just one moment during this debacle of an administration, these people cared about you? A scintilla as much as they care about strangers whose votes they want, who they need to flood the system who they're depending on to overload all of our cities, to break the welfare system, to allow the government in on a white horse under the guise of taking over. This is the strategy. Tucker Carlson said something very interesting as well. I read about this on The Daily Caller. He calls for men of Texas to defend the border. Daily Caller co-founder Tucker Carlson called on the men of Texas to protect their state on Monday following the verdict from the Supreme Court. He took to Twitter to claim everyone in power has allegedly decided to destroy the country in regards to allowing the border crisis to continue. He additionally questioned where are the men of Texas, asking why they were not protecting their state and their nation. So it's unanimous. Everyone in power from the White House to the hedge fund managers to the Supreme Court of the United States has decided to destroy the country by allowing it to be invaded. That leaves the population to defend itself. Where are the men of Texas? Why aren't they protecting their state and the nation? Where is our Germany? Where are our tractors and our farmers and our truckers? Where is that passion? Where is the fire? Where is the defiance? Where is north is still north? Where is it? Hour number two of the Wendy Bell radio program. You know, honest things. Honest people don't do certain things, I should say explosive details 
about the January 6th committee destroying terabytes of data. Your hands will shake. Hang with me next. 